0: Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The Word of God that engages us is from the lesson just read, specifically Zechariah 4, verse 10. Who despises the day of small things? Annie Dillard doesn't. Annie delights in small things. In fact, she writes about them in her Pulitzer Prize-winning book, Pilgrim at Tinker Creek. In this book, Annie describes her exploration of the plant and animal life in and around Roanoke, Virginia. And she marvels at the God who sets it all in motion. Chapter 2 is entitled Seeing. In it, Annie Dillard trains her eyes to see and observe the things we so easily miss and pass over, the things that seem so insignificant, so inconsequential, so small. Annie Dillard writes, quote, there's lots to see. The world is full of free and unwrapped gifts. In fact, she goes on to write, the world is fairly studded and strewn with pennies cast broadside from a generous hand. But, and this is the point she makes, who gets excited about a penny? (laughs) Annie Dillard does. So does the prophet Zechariah. And he is so pumped up about pennies that he encourages Zerubbabel, the prince of Judah, to share in the same exquisite delights with this challenging question. Who despises the day of small things? We need some background. In 587 B.C., Babylon ran over Judah like a 18-wheeler crashes into a (laughs) mini-cooper. Jerusalem and the Solomonic Temple were to switch similes, flattened like pancakes. But 50 years later, who would have guessed, Cyrus, the Persian king, destroys and defeats Babylon, and he commissions Zerubbabel, the prince of Judah, to return to the land Because the temple must be rebuilt. Now, every pastor knows that building programs never go as planned. In 1995, I was the pastor in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and we launched a $1 million campaign to build a new sanctuary. We were excited. But then we ran out of money. <laughs> <laughs> then we almost defaulted on our LCEF loan. Then a crane crashed into the half-built sanctuary. We mourned the death of one of our laborers for Christ. We lamented when our new driveway was filled with mud because of architectural miscalculations. And when it was all finished, we lost all hope because even the sound system didn't work. Zerubbabel feels my pain. In 537, he started his building program. High Hopes! They had a new altar made out of stone. They laid the foundations for the new temple. But then the problems came. Ezra 4 verse 5 tells us that enemies appointed counselors to frustrate the work. During the reign of Cyrus, king of Persia, all the way to the reign of Darius king of Persia. Work didn't start again till 520 B.C. Do the math. It means for 17 years, Zerubbabel, prince of Judah, walked by the same piles of cut timber, the same piles of cedars of Lebanon, the same unmoved piles of hand-carved stones. Nothing moved. Nothing changed. Zerubbabel began to lose all hope. Despair and disappointment became more acute with each passing day. So every day was despised by Zerubbabel. He despised all of the small days. In 520, when work began again, you know what people were saying about the new temple? Haggai tells us. (laughs) People looked at this new temple and said it's nothing. (laughs) Nothing compared to Solomon's temple in all its glory. Solomon's temple had silver and gold. Solomon's had an Ark of the Covenant. Solomon had a bronze altar. Zerubbabel's had none of that. In fact, Zerubbabel had one Count them one candlestick. When compared to the architectural wonder of Solomon's temple in all its glory, Zerubbabel's temple looked like a penny. And who gets excited about a penny? Not me. Oh, no. Most of my life, I'm looking for tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds. Thank you very much. I want the big bucks. I want big league. I want big time. And Lord, give me a big ministry. (laughs) I want to be, Lord, a glistening black stallion front and center in daily parades. We fantasize, don't we, about congregational life where churches are without spot and wrinkle, where every member is a disciple, every member tithes, every member reads their Bible, every member is ready to win their community for Christ, and every member is happy, especially with their pastor. Years ago, I tore down these unrealistic images of congregational life that lined the walls of my mind. But I am still so easily seduced by them There's a part of me when I was a pastor that said, you need bigger and you need better. You need more spark and you need more sizzle. I know at the seminary they say word and sacrament, but you know what? I heard voices out there that said, it's all about marketing techniques, public relations, and slick salesmanship. And when I gave in to these voices... I began to despise the day of small things. The the day of reading my Bible, making shutting calls, teaching confirmation, and yes, going to another committee meeting. But note this well. When you and I despise the day of small things and small churches and small ministries, Yahweh's judgment is to make us small. Need some examples? Esau despised his birthright and Yahweh took from him the patriarchal blessing. Michael, a woman, despised David, and Yahweh took from her the ability to have children. Edom despised Judah. And Obadiah too tells us, Behold, says Yahweh, O Edom among the nations, I will make you small. Small people. Protect their turf. They delight in the latest church gossip. (laughs) They love to put others down to prop up their small little lives. And they do it all in the name of Jesus. Lord, have mercy. Who despises the day of small things? Not Zechariah the prophet. And finally, neither does Zerubbabel the prince of Judah. The command was given, the prophet obeyed, and the temple was rebuilt. Zechariah and Zerubbabel stand in this long line of believers who take exquisite delight in small things who get amped up when they find just a penny. All Moses had was a staff. (laughs) That conquered a kingdom. Gideon, all he had were those 300 Abiezerites who lap water like dogs. And those mighty, menacing Midianites became mincemeat. Samson had a jawbone of an ass. And a thousand Philistines were toast. And little David had a stone and a sling and he killed Goliath. Standing in this long tradition of penny finders is the most awesome one of them all. Jesus. One day... He rejoiced in five barley loaves and two small fish. At another time he said, the reign of God is like a mustard seed. It's the smallest seed you plant in the ground. Going through Jericho one day, he saw little, insignificant, short, (laughs) small Zacchaeus. And he said, today salvation has come to this house. This man too is a son of Abraham. And then we have these words for the ages. Let the little children come to me. For the reign of God belongs to such as these. Who despises the day of small things. Not Jesus. Oh no, He embraced them all because He knew they foreshadowed the smallest day of them all. When His enemies would belittle and demean Him beyond human recognition. They took their fists and a blindfold and some nails and a spear. And Zechariah prophesies about that small day as well. He talks about 30 pieces of silver. And striking a shepherd so the sheep are scattered. And that we will look upon the one we have pierced. And Zechariah has this to say about this the smallest of all days. Zechariah 12.10. On that day, they will lament for Him like you would lament for a firstborn son, and they will weep for Him as you would weep for an only child. Jesus did it all to find a penny. Jesus bled and died to find and cherish you. But Zachariah's not done talking about a rebuilt temple. (laughs) In 4 verse 6, he says, not by might and not by power, says Yahweh, but by My Spirit. By the Spirit of the living God, the temple is rebuilt. Jesus is alive, never to die again. And so with resurrection eyes, we see that the world is fairly studded and strewn with pennies cast broadside from a generous hand. Little children on your lap. Aged saints, a gentle breeze, a warm embrace. Our ministry, this place, a Hebrew participle. Who despises the day of small things? Not us. Not here. Not now. Not ever. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.